Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. In today's episode, we are chatting with Maggie and Steve, so both home birth mom and dad, to share their story of the home birth of their son, Liam. And in this episode, we answer a couple of interesting questions like, is home birth witchcraft? (laughs) Can you still plan the birth of your dreams with a cross-country move in the middle of your pregnancy? And what are some advice for home birth dads out there? So those are all really awesome questions, and we dig into all of them along with so much more on top of the amazing birth story that is the welcoming of baby William or Liam into the world. So here it is. Hello, Maggie, William, and Steve. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. We're so happy to have you. Um, Yeah, just thank you. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to be here and to share our our little story of Mr. Liam entering into our lives in the world. Yes, yes. We can't wait to to jump into your story and hear about your experiences and see what's been going on with you all since Liam came into the world. So once again, thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah, no problem. And we were going to talk about a week ago, but um, some some things were going on in life, and you guys were two days since uh, Liam's birth, so you know we, we took a little pause on that <laughs> and let you kind of get your bearings so that we could talk. But I think it's awesome that um, we were able to talk to you, you know, after Liam's arrival, and now we get like the full breadth of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we weren't quite ready two days post birth. There's a bit more to the story now. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. Well, yeah, we I get it. I don't think I was. I I don't think I left the bed for two days at least. So mm-hmm. I get not wanting to. I can't even believe you could email me then. I think Matthew was like, "She's emailing right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah. Okay, I so made it on the computer. Some yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a few steps back and talk about. Um, pregnancy and, you know, when you found out you were pregnant and, and planning and that whole process, did you know that you wanted to do a home birth kind of from the beginning or was it a more gradual thing as you went through pregnancy? Um, 
It was pretty much, it was pretty quick in the beginning. So we didn't plan on getting pregnant. We hadn't ever planned on having children. And then, so he was a bit of a surprise, Mm. um, which is an awesome surprise better than I could have ever imagined. Um, But, you know, I think a lot of my hesitancy even about having, when I first got pregnant about having him was going to the hospital and seeing an OB. And I just haven't had a lot of positive experiences like a lot of others that or, you know, on the show with um, OBs or with hospitals or just haven't had a lot of positive experiences. So um, I have a very good friend who lives in Nova Scotia who um, had her babies or one of her babies at home and the other one in the care of a midwife. And she, I I called her right away and was like, what do I do? I know you had, you know, I know you had a fantastic experience having a home birth and um, she just kind of, you know, pointed me in the normal directions that, that what you guys have heard from so many, or from so many other moms out there. She just, um, pointed us to, um, Ina May's books and I bought a couple of those and read those and was basically sold after that. And after watching, um, the business of being born, Steve and I watched that together and we were like, okay, yep, we're not going to the hospital for this little baby. And, um, yeah, there we started our journey to finding a midwife. At that point, we actually lived in Virginia, so we found some midwives down there that we loved. But um, as the pregnancy progressed, we um, decided to move back to Michigan where our family is. So we had that big move and adjustment. So then we had to find a midwife up here as well. Um, So we were kind of under the care of midwives in Virginia and Michigan for an overlapping time. So that was was fun and interesting and interesting. it was all a wonderful experience. And we even, I still even called the midwives in Virginia a couple of days before Mr. Liam was born and was like, had, you know, had questions for them and stuff. So they were still very much part of, part of the birth and, and the journey to, to little Liam entering the world. That's very but. cool. Kind of a collaborative effort. And I think, um, I, I don't know for sure because I don't have this experience, but I would imagine that kind of camaraderie and that sense of kinship amongst midwives makes for a very smooth transition. Should you need to do something like you did, you know, moving in the middle of a pregnancy? Um, whereas I've talked to a few friends that have moved during pregnancy and had to switch doctors and, and and sound like that transition. At least in the examples I have heard, was so smooth. Because um, you might have a lot more, you know, different philosophy or ideology in there. Whereas I feel like in the midwifery model, there tend to be more alignments. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. That's something that I've heard and now hearing. You know, in, in your experience, that's that's really great that you were able to have that smooth experience. Yeah, it was a really smooth transition, and and there was no, you know, at the end when I was asking. Um, the midwife in Virginia, some questions, my midwife here, Celeste, she was like, yeah, please, the more, the more information, the more ideas we can get, the better. So um, they were, they were all wonderful about the, you know, just open to hear other ideas and to, to share together. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our family has grown. 
Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Oh, that's fantastic. And Steve, yeah. what were your thoughts on home birth when you when you all started to have those conversations? Um, it was, you know, a new concept for me. I wasn't sure what to think at first. Uh, the more more we read into it, though, you know, um, the more I was on board with it. And um, I was pretty much on board from the start. I just had to learn about what it was um, to have a home birth and to have a midwife. Um, but, uh, it was a pretty easy transition for me from, you know, thinking hospital to, to home birth. Well, that's great. Now, were, was there yeah. any, um, like any particular resource that was more helpful to you than others? Um, well, Meggie introduced me to your guys' podcast and, uh, that was helpful to listen Heck to. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, also, um, I, I didn't really read a lot of um, full books, but I read a lot of um, pieces of books um, just as I had time between um, work and taking care of our farm. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of the books and movies that we watch in your guys' podcast, um, lots of researching on the internet. Um, you know, it was a, a pretty um, pretty easy transition for me. With, uh, with all the information. That's awesome. Kudos yeah. to you guys. And in being able to have that, that same page kind of mentality, I think is really important amongst partners. And I don't know if it's just the, the new parenting kind of glaze you might be in, in this first week, but it seems like you guys are pretty laid back. <laughs> and so I think that yeah. helps too. Like, I don't think a whole lot phases Steve <laughs> hearing him. So I think that's great. I think that sets you up um, for a, a very powerful, awesome experience when you kind of have that personality as well. Yeah, that's for sure. There were some times where I was definitely doubting, like, oh, my gosh, are we really doing this at home? And yeah. you know, a lot of times it comes from ex- external folks questioning us as well. And then I questioned myself and Steve would be like, we'll be fine. Like, you know, he was he was always a really good rock for me. And it's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. It's the right thing for us. And it doesn't matter what other people think. So. He was, a, he was a wonderful, <clears throat> excuse me, a wonderful steady Eddie for me. <laughs> That's awesome. What were some of the questions that you got from other people? Um, what were some of the questions? Is this witchcraft? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, <laughs> that was from someone really close to us too. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say to that stuff. Um, we don't really have to justify what we're doing to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, with kind of the attitude I took and the approach I took to it. Um, I don't know that we got a lot of questions, but a lot of, I guess, um, judgmental looks and comments like, oh, or, you're not doing that crazy homework thing, are you? <laughs> or stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah. And a couple of my family members did ask, you know, well, does the midwife work with a doctor? And, um, 
you know, things like that. Like how, not really. Yeah. What if something goes wrong? How, how, how well are they trained? Um, that kind of stuff, like more kind of questioning the midwife almost, um, than maybe even the process of home birth. So, you know, that's kind of an interesting, interesting thing that they were doing there. But yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of have like a hands up in the air, like thought to that. It's just like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, Hey, look, everyone came out happy and healthy, right? Absolutely. And, and Steve, <laughs> I, I really, uh, I really like your perspective on it. You know, you don't have to justify your decision for anyone. And you know, I think for, for the new listeners out there who are considering home birth and, you know, maybe having those conversations with your partner, um, there's a number of episodes there. Maybe we can link them in the show notes where where the moms and families have have shared that similar sentiment of, you know, this is the decision that we are making. It's the best decision for for our family. And I don't have to explain it to you. And it's OK if you don't get it or it's OK if you don't understand it. And so, you know, Steve, yeah. I appreciate you expressing that again. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you take so much time to, to educate yourself on your options. And, you know, if you get questions like that, well, what if something goes wrong? And are these people really qualified? And like, well, I've done all the hours of research. You know, I can't just give you all that information right now. Mm. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot that goes into our our. Um, our decisions, and um, I don't know that you're gonna, uh, I guess, not necessarily change someone's minds, but cause them to listen in an understanding way. Yeah. Um, just in a few few minutes, or by answering one question. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I, I remember putting myself back in those shoes when I would receive certain questions. I, I'd have this internal response of like, "Don't you think I?" research this like don't you think i i yeah. looked into this you know and and there was it yeah, almost became yeah like almost became offended that a person just thought i was making this decision without putting any time and energy into looking into whether it was safe and all of that so you have to yeah yeah you just gotta i guess flow with those things and come to expect them and just handle it best you can mm-hmm. one thing that came up for me that i want to add is what i appreciate about about hearing the perspective you just shared and and what it kind of jogs up for me is there isn't one personality or persona to home birth or to a person who chooses home birth or family, parents, whatever. All that I know and understand when someone tells me they're choosing home birth is that they've taken the time to weigh their options, kind of what you said, explored a little bit, and they've made a decision that they feel most comfortable with and most empowered with. That's what that tells me when someone chose home birth. It doesn't mean that they are believers in the occult or witchcraft or <laughs> that they're going to cloth diaper their babies and not vaccinate and like live in a hut with no running water. Like none of that. Like it, it could mean some of that, but it doesn't have to. All that I can say for sure is that they've taken time and that that's what they want to do. Um so that's what I would say a home birth person is. It doesn't have to be, you know, this this idea that we kind of cook up. So anyway, um, I think now would be a really great time to just take a quick break. And then when we jump back in, I want to hear about this baby's arrival. So hang on. Hey, everyone. 
We have zero hesitation as mamas to spend money on our kids. But then when it comes to ourselves, well, we're fine with holes in our socks, the same bathrobe we probably wore in college, purses with broken straps, and a blow dryer that has survived since Y2K. Or is that just me? (laughs) Let's break that pattern and create an example for ourselves, our kids, and others that it is beyond essential to invest in yourself. I understand from my own struggles how difficult it can be to treat yourself. So that's why I was so passionate about making available resources for moms like me. The answer I found is the Balanced Mama Moment, and I've created an audio series just for you. It's available for download right now at sarahbivens.com and click Balanced Mama. Take this moment for yourself. Go sign up right now, start listening, and make your Balanced Mama moments. Again, that's sarahbivens.com, Balanced Mama. Okay, so birthing time. Um, you had just moved, right? You just moved back to be with family. So was was that at all kind of stressful, or did you feel like you had enough time to settle in and prepare the space um, for for home birth? I say a little bit of both. Okay, um, it was <laughs> like we moved in the beginning of June, so we had two, you know two and a half months actually by the time he was born. Um, he was due August fifth, so I thought we had about two months. Um, and we moved into the house that I actually grew up in, which my dad doesn't live in anymore. So we're renting it from my dad. So we had a bit of a transition there, moving a bunch of stuff out, moving our stuff in. So that was a little bit stressful just because we were, it was almost like we were moving an extra time (laughs) because we were moving things out of the house as well as in. Um, but I, I think it gave us a good, a good amount of time. I was still working through the end of June. So it was a bit busy then, but then I, I was done working as of July 1st. And so I was just, you know, messing. I was organizing things. I was washing baby clothes. I was making a ton of food. Um, so that part was all pretty easy and it was really nice to have that time to, to take and to prepare and to go for walks and just have that time before, before we were a family of three for sure. So, Parts of it were stressful and parts of it were, were really wonderful. You know, it's, it's a really special time when right before baby arrives. I feel like it's, it's kind of this strange, when is it going to happen? And, um, but it's so special at the same time. Like the last time you're, that little one's going to be in your belly kicking around. So yeah, it's a, it's a really neat time. Yeah, that in-between. We've definitely talked about that on the show and just how it, it can be full of all kinds of thoughts and emotions. And it's it's like awesome, and yet it can be excruciating at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. So then how did you realize uh, labor was starting? Like what was going on? Paint the, the scene for us. Well, um, I was, I was, he was two weeks late according to my guest date. Okay. Um, so that was like, like you were saying, that was a bit of the people were starting to call and worry and stuff like that. And that was kind of yeah. adding stress to me. Yeah. So, um, Celeste, our midwife was okay with, you know, staying, c- continuing on the same track beyond 42 weeks, which was wonderful for me because I really didn't want to have to go into the hospital, but at. Um, let's see, it must have been 41 and five days. I had, I had a few, a couple of nights of like, um, what we thought was prodromal mm. labor. So contractions and then they would stop. That happened, I think twice in that two weeks. And then for, yeah, 41 and five, I 
was having more contractions and we were using some nipple stimulation to help contractions as well because Mm -hmm. it was just like that was what was working for me that worked well um so that was what our plan was for there and then also just you know other little silly things um walks sex pineapple cumin yep all (laughs) All the things all of it (laughs) who knows if they work or not right but but we were doing all the things (laughs) so um yeah that thursday was definitely having more contractions and then friday the 18th um which would have been 41 days and six 41 weeks and six days um uh, my water broke that morning. Oh, so cool. I broke at seven. I wasn't having any contractions. <laughs> broke at 7.30 or 7.40 in the morning. And we were supposed to go to the chiropractor and all this stuff. And the midwife was supposed to come. So I was supposed to come at 9.30 to do her normal, just how, how's everything going. So I called her and she's like, I'll just come up now. So she came up and everything was going well. Baby was good. Blood pressure was good, all that. And um, went to the chiropractor and, you know, she's chiropractor is very used to all that she's like oh, okay well good you're gonna have your baby today or yeah. tomorrow. So, <laughs> she's cute uh, she's a wonderful lady um and then yeah from there then we you know continued with nipple stimulation that really got some contractions going better probably by noon but they weren't like it was nothing consistent and it was so it was still very early labor at that point and um celeste ran out to whole foods and got some a couple of homeopathic things. Um, I can't remember the name of the one. Can you? Of course I can't. It's something bark. But I can I can always just email it to you so you can okay. reference it. I'm like racking my brain right now. And Matthew's looking at me like, oh, we knew this. Yeah, I remember yeah, going I know. out to get that stuff too. Oh, what was it called? Yeah. All right, we'll think about it. We'll add it to the show notes. Or someone's in their car right now going, it's this, you idiots. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Birch bark? Uh, no, no, nah. yeah. no. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then we, I started taking that every 20 minutes, and that with the nipple, nipple stimulation definitely got things going. Um, and probably by three in the afternoon, I was into some more regular labor and was kind of like, okay, really? Like, this is, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> holy crap, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I don't know what time. Do you have any idea what time we had the doula come? <clears throat> Steve? Um, um, five or six. Okay, so I think I, I kind of waited on the doula because I was kind of doubting myself that it was going to happen mm. because of the prodromal labor before. I was like, well, is it really going to happen, you know? <laughs> so I had kind of waited, and Celeste, my midwife, was in and out throughout the day just checking on me and getting lunch and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, probably around five it was more in some active labor and um, she had, Celeste had her um, birth assistant come or her Midwest assistant. So then there were the three. So it was just Steve, me, and then my doula, Whitney, and then um, Celeste, my midwife and her assistant. Great. And, it's a nice solid um, team. Yeah. Yeah. And our dogs, we have three dogs. So they were around. Oh, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we ran it out. Um, but, you know, I labored a lot on the birth ball. Um, I labored a lot on my hands and knees in the beginning. That was just the position that I kind of, you know, I don't know if it was just like the, the surprise of contractions and, you know, kind of 
it just is such a different sensation, right? Than, than anything we've ever experienced before. So, mm-hmm. um, I would, and then I, what else, what else did I do? We, then we went upstairs eventually yeah. and we had a tub, but we didn't set, we didn't fill it up for, with water for quite a while. Um, you know how that time, the, the time gets all. Warped. Oh yeah. It's just one blurred mess. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I knew it, it was dark out and, you know, just kind of continuing on. I didn't, because my water had broken, they didn't want to check me. Mm. So they didn't check me until quite a bit later. I'd say probably even 11 o'clock at night or so. Um, when I was pretty, pretty in the thick of it and like, how much longer is this going to go on? I was having um, some pretty strong contractions. And so they checked and they didn't tell me where I was because I think mentally for me, and they kind of could tell that mentally for me, that would have, it could have discouraged me. Sure. Um, so they just said, you're, you're right on track. Right. You're, you're doing great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I came to find out later that I was what, seven or eight centimeters at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, so, so I was I was well on my way, yeah. but the transition period took, did they said did take a lot longer than normal, and that was because he was little Liam was um, asynclitic, which so that means that his head was tucked I guess but tipped to one shoulder, um, and it also could mean that there was a hand up there. Now a hand, they didn't see a hand you know a hand didn't come out with his head, so but he could have still had a hand up there, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the way. So that makes the transition part of labor a bit longer, typically, come to find out. Yeah. Um, and contractions, it makes them stronger because they need to be to get their head through the birth canal in that way when their head, you know, not ideally, not in the ideal position. So, um, yeah, we were in and I was in and out of the water twice. Um, once while while I was just having contractions and then once while I was in the pushing stage and um, I probably started pushing around midnight or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so ended up pushing for about three hours. And that, and that I'm sure as you mm. experienced too, Sarah was like just such a different feel and it took some time to get, get used to and really feel what you have to do in your body. Yeah. And um, to actually like be able to feel the head move and, and things like that. And then you feel like you have a big bowling ball mm-hmm. um, up in your vagina somewhere. <laughs> 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 interesting like thinking about it now it's like oh wow that was really interesting and in the moment I was like oh my god okay let's get this little baby boy out yeah. <laughs> um and again I pushed for quite a while again because his head was a little bit tipped and I pushed in the water tried on the toilet I did not like on the toilet at all um did on the birth stool standing with one leg up on the birth stool switching um and then eventually could kind of, I think we even came downstairs at one point, didn't we? Yeah, we oh, they were trying, they, you know, they really wanted me to keep moving, which is what I needed to do to help him come down. But I was really like, do I have to go down those stairs? Uh, and came downstairs and then back up. Um, and then ended up, um, <laughs> poor Steve. Oh. <laughs> Basically, I'm sure. Trooper. <laughs> Yeah, he was there, like, in front of me the whole time, um, and that was, like, I never wanted it. A poor guy, I don't know, I think he ran away a couple times to pee or to grab something to eat or feed the dogs or something, but I was always, like, 
when it was somebody else, it wasn't as as um, strong of a support for me, whether it was physical, mental, or emotional. But yeah. I like I wanted to be right there in front of me. So. I can understand that. Yeah, it was wonderful to have him there. And then ended up um, the last phases of pushing were in the bed, actually, which is not what I mm. you know envisioned or planned or anything. Um, and that's okay, you know. That's, yeah, I, it, it didn't bother me in the moment. I was just like, "Oh, this is not what I ever pictured." Um, I think I tried on my back a little bit, and I did not like it. And then we ended up on my left side for a little while, and then flipped to my right side. And that's how um, when I could really start feeling like, "Okay, there's a head coming out. It's right there," and I could reach down and feel, and that was really neat. And it was really a kind of a neat moment, like there because Steve was right in front of me and I remember the three ladies down keeping an eye on everything and um I could feel the energy in the room change when they were like <laughs> you're you're crowning like mm. you're gonna make it <laughs> like he's gonna come out and I could just like it and that was wonderful just to feel that little bit of like it was just really it was excitement and it was energizing and it really just helped me kind of finish up in the pushing there and, um, and help little Liam come out. And, you know, that, that's an incredible feeling. Like it's, it's just so empowering. And so, I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's an amazing feeling to have, to have that little guy come out in that moment. And, um, his head came out and then the rest of his body. And then there he was. And Steve, helped to catch him along with the, the midwife's assistant. And so that was pretty special for Steve. Um, and then he ended up right on my belly and we didn't know if he was a boy or a girl. Aww. So, um, his cord, the cord was short. So I had to kind of like look around and look and see that it was a little boy. And, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was an amazing little, moment there I was probably in a lot of shock yeah <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I get that. I get that. And you're probably still processing because you're just a little over oh, a, a week out. So like who knows over the next couple of weeks, like something might pop up. What I think is cool, like you you may not even remember right now. And then it's like, oh, you know, that did happen. Or maybe you see a picture or you have some video of the experience. And you're like, oh, yeah, that happened, too. I forgot about that. Or even how you feel about it might shift and evolve like something that you maybe bothered you and annoyed you in the minute like afterwards you kind of get the rose covered lenses over it you know whatever it's just there's there's so many things and I think just being open to that and and letting that flow however it's going to um helps yeah yeah that's for sure um yeah I'm sure I'm still processing and I'm sure you know I'm sure you still process things about your birth even a year later or so so yeah I don't think it really ever ends I mean I talk to women you know grown children that they're still you know I don't want to say putting pieces together of but like things still come up that like you know this this job doesn't end (laughs) 
<laughs> so things are always exactly. going to kind of, you know, surface that you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, Steve, what was then, the labor experience like for you? Um, boy. <laughs> you were in labor, too, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess at the, the start, um, uh, the big thing for me was just uncertainty. You know, it's a completely new experience for me. Um, I can say I've fold out a lot of horses, but how the heck does that compare? Huh. Um, but, um, you know, just, just my job is being the, the supporting partner. Um, I'm just, I guess, keeping it together, uh, making sure that, I guess, making sure, really hoping that, you know, my wife and my, my baby were safe. Um, you know, were my main concerns, but once we got going, um, it was more really just about being there for Maggie and supporting her, um, through the, through the whole thing. I was really there by her side the whole time, um, from the moment her water broke. Um, yeah, it got a little chaotic at times, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we worked through it. Um, and uh, I guess the um, at the end there, where I got to catch Liam coming out, that's um, something I I guess I could try to put words to it, but it wouldn't do it justice. Mm. It was just an incredible, amazing experience to be there with Maggie and to be able to hand our our baby boy to to Maggie. Um, that was just amazing. I hear some coos in the background. Yeah. I think he agrees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So you guys had gone all day and, you know, into the, you know, night. Like he was born after midnight, right? Yeah, about 2.40. Oh, wow. So then, I, I mean, I'm sure it's obvious, but I'm just wondering, were you very tired? <laughs> or did you kind of get this huge rush of like, we just had a baby? Like, <laughs> Nope. Yeah. I was very tired. <laughs> I was like, I got run over or something. Wow. Um, yeah, very tired. And like, just, yeah, my body was just exhausted. And I think, mm -hmm. it, you know, part of that was just the long pushing stage too. Heck yeah. <clears throat> that, that really kind of exhausted my me physically. And then emotionally, too, you know, it was emotionally definitely doubted myself a couple of times throughout the process. Um, and then, you know, had a wonderful team of people to be like, no, you can do this. Like, you're doing it. That's what they kept saying. You're doing it. So that, you know, it was just emotionally taxing in that way, too. But, but yeah, the um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know that I felt the fatigue until a few hours after he was here. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, maybe it was just still in it. Yeah. I was just in it the whole time. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't, I didn't really feel any, feel the fatigue throughout the, the labor. Mm. Yeah. And I had done a few, mm -hmm. um, 24, 36 hour shifts, I guess you could say before the military, but mm. I don't know if that helped or if it was just being, um, being in the moment, being with it. Yeah. Um, but 
But yeah, a few hours after, man, I was beat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier. I don't know if it was before we hit record or what, but you you are definitely in the the bubble still. You know, we've talked to a lot of moms at different stages, either in planning their home birth or a few months out from their home birth. But I think you're one of the closest, if not the closest to birth that we've talked to. And um, yeah, what, what what day was Liam born? Uh, he was born August 19th, 19th. so that would have been last Saturday. Okay. So, yeah. he is, so it's Monday, so he's eight, nine days old. Yeah, because yeah, it's the 28th right now, yeah. so nine days. Yeah, so, yeah. You, know, we, you know, we talked about how I want you to just share, you know, any and all of what's kind of coming up for you. You know, what were the, the things in the free, first few days, or how are things falling now? Um, just because... It, I think that's really relevant and something really cool for um, future moms listening to this to hear kind of like what's what's going on for you and what's real. Yeah. Um, so his last wasn't strong initially. Like that was a, one of the main concerns right after he was born. There weren't any other concerns he would have. Mm. He was happy and healthy and good in all other ways. But that was the main thing was his box just wasn't wasn't super strong. He kind of latched on that night. Um, and then, you know, our, the midwife slept on the couch and then checked on us in the morning. She ran out and got a couple things and came back and stuff. Um, and she, you know, just kept, she was fantastic. She came almost every day for three days, maybe. Yeah. And then like again in two days. And then she was just here on Saturday. She, 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 anyone in the mid Michigan area, the midwife, I'm going to, I want you to share her information on the podcast we will absolutely and you said celeste is her name yeah celeste gonenberg i'll have to um yeah we'll we'll put that on there but um shout out celeste keep doing it we need you out there so that's awesome yeah but um so and the uh, our doula whitney she does a little bit of like she's training in cranial sacral therapy um and so she did a little bit of work on him that night just to make just to help his jaws a little bit was is may still be a little bit crooked and that's because of the um birth because he was asynclitic and then um just does definitely has more tension on one side so like right now when i nurse him currently like i was able to nurse him right after well i'm getting ahead of myself i'll get i'll get to that um, <laughs> so, so anyways like nursing was just pretty tough for for the first few days, like, yeah. you know, and Celeste would say, don't worry about it too much. Like just keep, keep every opportunity you get, just try to nurse him and hopefully he'll get it. And we'll, um, you know, we're, we were trying to find a cranial sacral therapist cause that's what they had suggested both her and our doula as something that would help him, um, just kind of get help with the soft tissue to get it back to kind of where it needed to be. And so he saw the chiropractor, you know, not even 12 hours old. Our chiropractor came to our house. Um, she's, they're amazing. So that, that did help. Like he latched on better right after the chiropractor. It just didn't really last long, mm. um, where he would latch on better. And then, you know, we couldn't get the cranial sacral therapist out until Wednesday. So that was, you know, day five or so. Um, so what we had a lactation <clears throat> consultant out on Monday, um, and she gave us some tips, uh, to help with 
at least getting food in them. So we would do a lot of um, finger feeding for probably two or three days where he would on one of our fingers and then we would use a little eyedropper because um, I would pump and then we'd use an eyedropper and wow. we'd do that at the same time rather than just going to a bottle or going to, you know, something else because I really wanted to want to exclusively breastfeed and then, you know, eventually introduce a bottle later. Sure. But for now, just stick with breastfeeding. Um, so we didn't want to confuse him too much. So we were just kind of rewarding the positive behavior of sucking on the finger um, with the milk or colostrum at that point. Um, so that was taxing on us emotionally and physically. Like we were tired because feeding takes so much longer that way. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> Take three hours to feed him. Yeah, because well, just to kind of go through the whole process, I had to I had to pump, and we still had to try to nurse him just to keep him practicing, mm-hmm. um, and to not just have him just finger feed. Um, and that was, those are definitely tough days. I think day four um, was when Celeste had my placenta all encapsulated, and that has made a huge difference. So um, I know some people love it and some people don't, but I, I love it. Like, yeah. it really helps my mood. It helps energy. It just is amazing the difference I feel just being able to have that take my little placenta pills. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so that kind of that has definitely helped me but it's it's hard when you feel like you can't feed your own baby you know that was there were plenty of tears like I'm a failure as a mother already <laughs> um where I feel like I just can't feed my own baby and that was really really difficult for for both of us for probably all three of us um but then Wednesday so he was five days old then we had the cranial sacral therapist out and that has like changed our world um it was an amazing process she was an amazing lady um again if anyone in the mid-michigan area needs a cranial sacral therapist for an infant i will highly recommend erica and i will find her last name again and um you guys can share that but she was amazing like just her energy and the way she interacted with little Liam and um yeah just the the change she made in 45 minutes was amazing Uh, where he could then nurse like he had the nursing on my left side kind of kind of regularly throughout that you know the first five days but not not at all like every time we were nursing and the right side he wasn't getting at all um so that that really helped he just to the right side immediately after um, Erica was here doing doing the therapy and um, I can't exactly describe what cranial psychotherapy is I it's one of those things where if I trust the people that recommend something I just kind of go with it and plus you're sleep deprived and at that point you're gonna like sure whatever whatever we need to do yeah (laughs) no I I can resonate that resonates because I mean you don't really want to be an becoming an expert on everything as you're like learning how to care for this new human. That's just not really, you need to be mindful of your energy and your capacity for, for things and your brain power. So it's like, yeah, if you have trusted people around you and, and you're experiencing the benefits of it, then I mean, 
Yeah, I I think you guys are a really great example of utilizing resources and and team kind of energy around you. I mean, describing your your midwives, um, that the birth team, your doula, and now the people that you are utilizing in postpartum. Uh, that's that's awesome. I yeah. use the village, you know, like I'm all about that. <laughs> so I think that's great that's that you guys are doing that. Yeah. So now he's, you know, since the cranial psychotherapist was here on Wednesday, he has not fingerfed and he's been nursing um, every single time. Now, that doesn't mean it's a perfect latch every time. It doesn't mean he might not prefer the right breast and, you know, things like that. It's not perfect, but I can do it. <laughs> and um, it's, it's really rewarding to be able to, to feed him that way. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think that breastfeeding was something like people said it was challenging, but I didn't, I was like, Oh, it won't be challenging for me. Mm, (laughs) You know, like, Oh, whatever. But I mean, from like, from my body, it's not, I'm very good at producing milk and (laughs) that's not the challenge. It's just the the little connection between the two of us that that is now getting, getting a lot better. So, Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been emotional and taxing and now he's kind of doing this little cluster feeding thing in the evenings too. So we've kind of had to adjust our sleep schedule a bit where we're kind of up till midnight or one, um, just feeding and feeding and feeding and questioning like, really, is he still going to eat more? <laughs> um, <laughs> then, then sleeping until 11 or 12 and, or, you know, 11 ish in the morning. So that way still getting up and feeding him in between, but, but yeah, so it's it's just an adjustment and whatever we need to do to to have a little Liam be successful. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it sounds like the two of you are really making it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I really appreciate you sharing all of what you just did, you know, from the the challenges with latching and, you know, this kind of assumption that's put out there that it's just going to work and it's going to be, I mean, it's natural, you know, but I've, I've had conversations with moms and one of my mom friends put it really well. She's like, yes, breastfeeding is natural, but that doesn't mean it always comes naturally, you know, or like doesn't mean it always feels that way or it's not always effortless, you know, like we get curveballs, and, um, I think it's just an opportunity to, relate and to create that bond with, with Liam in your own unique way. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, um, but it is something that's natural, but it, it, I like that. It doesn't come naturally yeah, to, mm. to every situation or every mother and child. Mm. So, yeah. You guys are just like they told you in birth, you're doing it. <laughs> now it's just yeah. another stage. You're, you're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. Exactly. Uh, you guys are awesome. So, Steve, I uh, I want to give you an opportunity just to, you know, share something for the other dads who are currently listening or soon-to-be dads or partners who are on the fence about home birth. Can you share some of your, your thoughts and feelings about home birth having gone through this experience over the past, you know, nine, ten months? Yeah, um, I, I think the big thing is... Um, you know, really do your research, uh, get out and meet some midwives. Um, that's, that's what we did. Um, talking to midwives and, um, researching, you know, really both ends, you know, what, what goes on at a hospital birth and what can, what goes on at home. Um, 
And then um, being there for your wife every step of the way or your partner every step of the way. Um, um, really, really get involved. It does a lot, uh, especially pre-birth um, and pre-labor, just being involved with everything. Uh, I think it makes that bond a lot stronger. Um, and, um, well, I guess that's, that's the best I have. That's awesome. Um, be involved, do your research and make the decision that, that works best for you, whether it is a home birth or, or a hospital birth, um, you know, what, what works for you guys. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like how you stress getting involved and, and doing the research and just filling yourself up with that knowledge. Cause I think that's so important. Yeah, yeah, that's the really I think the best way to make a decision for what's what's best for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, whether or not it's it's home birth or maybe a birth center or a hospital. I mean, we've talked to moms yeah. who've done all of them on this show, and so that's that's the most important. Just choosing choosing what's what's best for your family and what you're gonna be you know most joyful and peaceful with. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, again, thank you guys. I know time is such a precious thing always, but especially right now for where you're at. So we, we're just so grateful that you took some time out to hang out with us and added bonus that Steve and Liam got to be here. I mean, that's yeah. just, we love it. Whole family affair. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for what you do. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.